0: Around here,
1: okay, awesome. Well, let's dive right in. So, what are what are three resources, three books you recommend for visionaries?
0: Well, I can only tell you what I've read. My very first book I, wrote, I re- really dove into was Think and Grow It by Napoleon Hill. Started that when I was thirteen. I loved. Nice. How to Win Friends and Influence People. And also i think the one of the latest there you go right there the man the myth the legend the man who started it all Mm -hmm. i was blessed by having that opportunity it really set my head in the right direction um and the third book i think that is really powerful right now for you know in what i do is automatic habits by james clear
1: automatic habits
0: Atomic Habits, excuse me. Automatic. Oh, I
1: was going to say, I thought, I, I was like, like, that's a new maybe. one. Yeah. Like, rendition number two.
0: Yeah. And it Atomic. should be called Automatic Habits. That's really what you, your result and your end goal is to make them automatic. Right. Not, maybe I could write a book on that. That'd be funny.
1: True. For <laughs> sure. There's a, there's a lot of paper out there. Um, I'm sure you could easily get started on that. Um, awesome. Before before we dive into the break, I'd love to know from your your side of things, as we talk about control, controlling your emotions, um and mastering your life what's one of the what's one of the first secrets that people can be paying attention to
0: you know i recently i started on this new program and it was really about writing this book and this is the one i'm finishing this year control your emotions master your life and it really comes down to three things and the word that really hit me from an nlp perspective neuro linguistic programming was the ability to act to take action and i thought oh that's a great that is a great uh, acronym for A is for awareness. C is for control, understanding what it is and how you move through your environment. And T is for tasks, exercises, creating good habits, as we were just talking about. So to answer your question, really, is becoming about aware. Where are you? You know, one of the first questions I ask my clients is real simple. I say, if I was your travel agent, what would be the first question I'd ask you? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Right. So with that in mind, we also need to know where you're starting from, right? With those two points and destination, then we can create a vehicle to get you there, whatever that is for people. Sometimes it's therapy, sometimes it's coaching, sometimes just learn as simple as learning to get out of your own way way by reading a great book.
1: Absolutely, very good. Well, with that acronym, we'll cut to the break. We'll be right back and and we'll dive in deep into Dr. John James Sant'Angelo's vision. All right. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We'll be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Vision Pros Live. I'm your show host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. I'm excited to have Dr. John James Santangelo on today from the lovely city of Los Angeles or traffic polluted, uh, super busy. Just kidding. I love LA. Um, I wish it could be over in, in California more often. We're um, we to talking about controlling your emotions, mastering your life, um, and, and his perspective from the <clears throat> neuro-linguistic programming angle, um, NLP, um, as it's often called. And I, I like to toy with the idea of, of the mumbo jumbo as, as uh Val Kilmer says in The Saint. Um, I really, really do love personal development and how to dive into different different aspects of our brain, our heart, our mind, etc. So while I don't pretend to know what I don't know, um, I love to meet people who have studied this, this information out at length because it oftentimes gives me one, two, or three new nuggets that I can utilize to maximize how I'm taking advantage of my own life. So we'll get him back on in just a minute. Um, before we do, though, I want to highlight some of our sponsors we've got the wellness shop 365 with sean lechuga um when i met sean uh, i really i was i was looking at this website and i knew that the website needed a lot of work but integrative health and and naturopaths they get along with not nat- a lot of naturopaths but down below there's this 365 wheel of life that caught my attention um and i was like man uh this is really cool we've got a health specialist who's not who's diving into territories such as joy, spirituality, creativity, uh, home environment, relationships, the depth that I've seen from Sean um, made me say, man, I I really want to support this vision. I want to see where he's going to take this. Um, So without further ado, we'll move on to Melissa Gray. You guys can always check that out. We'll have a link for Sean and his program uh, in the show notes. But Melissa Gray also came across our radar, ended up doing a show episode with us, and I was I was pretty nervous. I was like, man, I don't know if I want to put an attorney on my show. Uh, they can be kind of difficult sometimes. But here we found somebody who knows that law doesn't have to be complicated. She came on with a super nurture feeling. She's she's got her strong foundation underneath her as well with her legal firm, and she's bridging the gap between the um, super accessible template version of attorneys through Legal Zoom, Crocodile, um, you know, Legal Shield programs like that and what i would call the the much higher riskier uh traditional retainers Um, as a business owner it is super important that we protect our brands that also means it's very important that we put ourselves in a position where we have somebody that can help us in the event that there's you know one of these real life circumstances comes up if we look for that person last minute supply and demand will not be in your favor you'll need somebody quickly you might spend way more than you were anticipating uh, Restaurant Connect, we spent $20,000 on a trademark lawsuit and we won, um, you know, but did we, um, $20,000 is a lot of money to lose for a startup. Um, so, uh, if you're in a position where you're not in need of legal, this would be the best time to reach out to somebody like Melissa, find out how she works, what she's up to, uh, check out some of her webinars as well that can help educate you on some of the legal needs that you might, uh, be facing in the future. Um, all without this fear of missing out that so many marketers are are striving to leverage too often. Then there's the water project. Uh, I'm super grateful to have access to clean drinking water every single day. Um, right now, I'm a little bit under the weather. Um, when I say a little bit, a lot of it, I'm <laughs> I'm pulling myself out quite a lot to be here on the show today. But it's nothing like these poor kids and these families that there's millions of people in the world where if they had bronchitis like I do or they had an illness, they'd have to walk three, four, five miles just to go find a source of water that may not even be safe to drink and what they have to face with that. Um, it's just something I'm super grateful that I, that I don't, uh, you can see that these, the way the water project set this up is kind of like crowdfunding where you can see how many people on the village you're going to be able to help affect their lives. Um, what project they're going to be working on, how they're going to sustain it. And you receive photo evidence and story evidence of exactly where your money went to. How, it, it, how they went about creating their project and the generational impact that you can make on this is absolutely phenomenal. So um, if you're in a position to give back, fantastic. If you're not in a position to give back, my request would be to rock the mic, just like I am, um, you know, or rock the post. Um, just share the post. You never know who in your circle might be in a great position to help out. And there are 8 billion people in this world to help. So if there's another cause that you'd rather see us supporting right now or that's near and dear to your heart, don't hesitate to drop that in the comments as well. I'll be happy to take a look at it and see what I can do uh, to uh, raise awareness and and perhaps even contribute to what that is. So without further ado, Dr. John James Santangelo, welcome to Vision Pros Live. Let's dive right in.
0: Hey, buddy. Good to be back.
1: Absolutely. So um, as we dive in, we're gonna, we're gonna hit the vision head on first, um, then we'll circle back to controlling your emotions, mastering your life and some principles related to that. So first questions first, what is your vision for those that you serve?
0: Oh, good question. So recently it's interesting how life changes, takes you on a different path sometimes. Uh, I got married recently five years ago and my wife happens to work in the hospital She's one of the head respiratory therapists in the COVID unit there, at least it was years ago when it shut down. Now we're clean. But you know, one of the things she told me that was really interesting, what she does as a therapist, and if your listeners don't really understand what a RT as a respiratory therapist is, they're the ones that basically keep you alive. They put you on the vent, run you oxygen. That's the wonderful side of her job. And here's the challenging side of her job. She's the one that also has to pull the plug when the family says, okay, time's been enough. She'll stand around with the family, hold hands as she pulls the plug or pulls the vent out, shuts the machine off, and watches this person slip away into to heaven or the unknown, whatever you want to believe. And one of the things that was really interesting that she said to me, kind of rocked my world, coming around to your question, was one of the things that people have on their deathbed, but one of the things that they truly aspire to have or have had, or created, however you want to call it, are great memories of their life. And I heard a wonderful quote recently. It said, what is life? What is success to you? And this wonderful quote really said, it's enjoying the passage of time. And I thought, wow, that encapsulates who we are and what we do here on this planet. That's it. You hope in your life that you enjoy the moments that you create and you create them. You create them. Traffic doesn't create them. Problems don't create them. Your parents don't create them. You're responsible for every single moment of time that passes. I love this quote by Wayne Dyer. He says, it's taking responsibility for your life. Taking responsibility. He says, responding with ability. That's so powerful. That's we're cool. starting with ability, as we were talking about before, is becoming aware. First is awareness. Do I want to change? Where am I at? I mean, you know, if, if you know anything about AA, or you're a drug addict, you've been in some kind of rehab, you understand that's the first priority of success. And any program is discovering who you are and where you're standing, where you stand in the world right now, who, which is also your identity. Right. And then moving from there. So my vision with that in mind is I want to work with committed and that's I underline that word committed individuals that want to step out of their comfort zone and really live that life of passion and joy, because we all have the possibility of doing that. But how many truly do? That's the challenge in life, really. You have the opportunity, but very few of us are willing to take it and to create those amazing memories, because that's all you have. You think about today, one of my original NLP coaches said to me, hey, John, when you wake up in the morning and you first open your eyes and you know that you're alive and you're aware, how do you know to be you? I'm like, What? what are, that's just really, that's too deep. How do you know to be you? That's a profound question. And when I ask it in my NLP training, so maybe we have hundreds of people working, very few people really understand the ramification of this question. How do you know to be you? And the answer is memories. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's it. Your past, which lies behind you, is only based upon the memories you have of who you are and what you're all about and what you've done. Think about the movie. Um Jason, Born identity. Morrison, <laughs> that's
1: right? what I love out of. Right. Or identity.
0: Yeah. You know who you are in the moment. You can remember your name, but you can't remember your past. How unfortunate is that? If we had to, this is one of the things my other coach says, imagine if you had to go and learn every single day about who you are and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But here's the crazy part about this. Every single day, you can create a new identity. You can become more. You can have more. You can do more. And yet we're stuck in that, what we call the 98% of what we've done in the past. And they've done studies on this. 98% of your thinking are the same as yesterday. And the same as 10 years ago. And the same as pretty much probably when you were a teenager. 98% of your thinking is repeated daily. So how could you possibly step into that 2%, that unknown, if you're constantly relishing, and some people actually dive into the quagmire of their past? Not to say that all past is bad, but most people are always focusing on what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. How are you gonna move forward if that's all your focus? Like driving your car, I say, it's like driving your car in your rear view mirror, looking in your rear view mirror the whole time. Yeah, some of it's nice, But most of it's gone. It's over with. And then when when I get clients, you know, we do coaching clients with celebrities and athletes and millionaires. It's like, where are you starting from? What is it that you want to create? Most people have no idea. They know what they don't want. They know what they don't want. They don't know what they do want. And your brain is only designed for one thing. It only does one thing all day long. It moves you in the direction of your dominant thoughts. That's it. That's it. So what do you fill your mind with 51% of the time? If it's garbage, then that's where you're going to end up. If it's I can't do it, which are beliefs that come from our childhood, I can't do it. I don't have enough money. I'm not worthy. I'll never have a relationship, right? I can't do that business. That's too hard. I don't have the right skills. Then why wouldn't life? Why wouldn't the universe? Why wouldn't your unconscious mind, which runs 90% of us, give you anything other than that?
1: Yeah. Um, so these you you uh, you alluded to um, something that I want to hit transparently that you've alluded to professional athletes and celebrities that you help. Um, who where are <laughs> these people? Um, well, I can't. I, I can't that?
0: That's that's actually I can't disclose information, but I'll tell you a really great story about that. That mm-hmm. is really probably solidifies what I do and what I love to do. In the summer of 2001, I got a call from the U.S. Army just when I had started my business, my training company. And they said, look, we're working for an, we're looking for an NLP trainer. I'm like, wow, okay, that's kind of cool. He says, can you put together a syllabus for us on a package? I go, yeah. So took them about a week, gave them what they want, didn't hear from them. This was like in May of that summer. 9-11 that happened, September 11th. Literally a month later after that, I got a call from the U.S. Army counterintelligence team and said, we need you now more than ever. Can we fly you out? I said, absolutely. So the first week of December, I got to fly out to Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and work with the top intelligence agents in the United States, teaching them NLP skills, you're going to love this, for lie detection. Mm Mm-hmm. They wanted to, because they had to do a lot of interrogation, and they wanted to learn how yep. people were lying. And, and I get that question all the time as soon as they hear this story. Well, how do I tell? Well, there's, there's just eight signals, and they're all different. We don't have enough time to go into it, but most of it is setting a baseline. Because most people understand when people are honest, they, they radiate this energy. But as soon as you ask them a question where they can't answer it or they don't know the answer or they're lying especially their energy their vibration changes which then shows up in the, in the body's physiology right and there's different ways their eye patterns their verbal stories right their breathing rate their the skin color on their lips change the, their body changes it's amazing what happens one of the best testimonies i ever got from the chief that ran that section he said john by far one of the best trainings we've ever had here in the 40 years that I've been here. And so it's not just who you teach because it's irrelevant, whether it be a celebrity, a millionaire, army intelligence agents. Are you open for it? And can you learn? Because there's never going to be one thing, not one thing. If you have a secret and you go, Oh my God, I have the secret to life. There's many things. So are you open to learning? That's why podcasts, Like your Jackson are so wonderful when you're interviewing different people, you get different perspectives. I said to you before, when I was learning NLP, I learned from five or six of the best instructors all over the world because I didn't just want one perspective of someone. And I think that's, that's the key of doing anything, right. Is learning from different people. What NLP was based on was modeling, model success, do what somebody else is doing. I get this question all the time. I was in the fitness industry for 25 years. How do I lose weight? My God, losing weight is simple. It really is. Eat 10% less of what you eat now and you'll lose weight. Real simple. But if you want to learn and you don't have a coach like me or Jackson teaching you or a podcast that you can listen to, go find somebody that's lost the weight. Go find somebody that's done the work. You want to make money? Don't go listen to your friend that keeps giving you advice on bad stock picks. (laughs) Go find a millionaire, somebody that's living in the house or has the cars and the lifestyle that you want. You want a great relationship? Go find a couple that has a wonderful, loving, healthy relationship. Learn what they're doing. Success is not hard. It's one of the things Tony Robbins says. Success leaves clues.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I appreciate that your, your openness on the perspectives. I would love to have Malcolm Gladwell um, on this podcast yeah. as well. He wrote a phenomenal yeah. book just a, yep. just again, the, these perspectives. So Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book called talking with strangers and in it, he says these these eight tips that you talked about for detecting your line are absolute bull crap yeah. um, and says that it's it doesn't actually lead us to understand who's lying and who's not. People have different physical physiological reactions, to different right. scenarios based on yeah. a lot of what's in their path too.
0: Yeah. But
1: that's kind of the point for all you listening and all you visionaries. I'm not here to, to say Malcolm's right, John's right. right. Um, I'm here to say there's there's different perspectives that are out there. You as a visionary get to decide, do I want to navigate towards the oasis on the other side of the hill, the desert on the other side of the hill, the mountaintop um, on the other side of the hill? There's always options in life yep. for, for where you yep. go. Yep. Um, so thank you for, for highlighting the perspective. Yeah, as yeah well.
0: absolutely. Thank you.
1: For you, John, what's the uh, what's your vision?
0: Wow. Great question.
1: What do you see for yourself um, 20 years from now, 20 days from now, um, your, your call?
0: From my perspective, I like I said before, I just got married. It took me a long time to find an amazing person that worked for me. And and, and I've gone through many relationships, probably like most people, right? They go through one after the other. Unfortunately, they take their old self with them into the new relationship. Until you become the kind of person that you want to have, that that person loves and adores and wants to be in a healthy relationship, you're still going to find the same searching over and over again. So that part of my life, I'd love to say that I've completed and, and and we work on it every year. My wife and I, we, every January 1st, we go to a wonderful hotel. We get all dressed up. We have brunch and we set our goals for the new year. That's, that's, to me, that's just everything that we're on the same page, right? That we're on this we have the same vision for the future every single day. I put it up on the fridge when we're done with it, her goals and my goals. And we we talk about them every once in a while I Go, oh, How are you working on that? How are you working on this? Right. And so my, my future for my business, which, is as we were talking about before is really helping people. I want to condense everything down and I'm doing it into an app that they carry around with them because I think, you know, and you already know this one of the most powerful tools in the world is our cell phone, right? Hmm. It really is. And the app I'm creating is going to have different projects and all my books on there and different courses that people can attend, starting them from a simple, email course that I'm going to pitch to you at the end, you guys that are listening, it's seven emails and you get one every other day and it gives you simple exercises that you can do to start progressing and moving forward. Because again, if you're focusing on the past, nothing works. And one of the things that I love, and we do a live training, as as I was saying before, a live 12-day NLP certification training. So my vision is to drive traffic to people back to the core values of who they are and what they want, their identity, choosing, taking action, stepping out of their comfort zone. In fact, I was watching Tony Robbins the last couple of days. He had a three-day event. And I think he had a couple million people on a Zoom call for three days with him. And the power and the impact that he affects all over the world is absolutely mind-boggling. But he started as an NLP trainer just like me from the same people that I've worked with. And he's a great marketer. (laughs) <laughs> he, took that, he took that simple model of neuro-linguistic programming and he put it into self-development, which was probably, you know, the next level of success for a lot of people that you've even interviewed, you know, years ago. Most people just talk about it. Tony does it because he's got techniques and strategies and tasks and exercises. And for me, that's what I need. If you listeners, you need something to do rather than just talk about it. Like I can tell you how to get better. I can tell you how to change your life. There's plenty of podcasts and books and things out there. Have you ever been to one before? And you go, oh, my God, that's great information. Yes. And then the next day you're like, oh, yeah, now what? Right? Because we understand one thing about the human brain. It's easy to comprehend what to do. It's hard to learn how to do it, to take action. And that's that's my vision for the people that want to come to me and want to learn. Right. I give them the process. I give them strategy. I call them mental recipes, simple mental recipes that you can do that can move you in the direction of whatever it is that you desire in life.
1: Yeah, I would say that the biggest difference I see in Tony is has nothing to do with NLP um, or his tactics or anything. It He cares about people.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and most talk people a lot miss about that. Yep.
1: the reality yeah. that he's he's, he's done well, so okay. much philanthropy.
0: You know, um, we we have to, we talked about that before. I, I believe, like what you're doing in your business now, is what we're truly meant for. It's one of the things he talked about: is community, right? You've got to share it. You just can't hoard all this information. You you become a bigger person, a much enlightened person when you start sharing it with your community around you.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, there's there's a lot of opportunity, and I, I I highlight that. I've seen a lot of people get on stage, um, you know, and and promote. The heck out of their their service of their product, um, you know, without really connecting with an audience on yeah. the emotional level of like, again, who are we serving? Yeah. Um, you know, who is it that we're helping? And it makes me, uh, it makes me cringe for the the business owners because. We have a 96% loss rate over ten years as business owners. We have a 4% survival rate, Uh, and the only way we're going to adjust that is if we start really unpacking, like, okay, what is it that people actually want from us? Uh, But you know, it's that's an iterative, iterative process, right? It's constantly discovering, constantly moving, constantly being willing to learn. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about your worst leadership experience ever. Let's I'm to do a dark, <laughs> this a dark topic. This could be, be yours. Yes, let's talk ideas. about my
0: failures. <laughs> that's right. Let's see it,
1: or it could be somebody else's um, that you've experienced, with the goal yeah. and mindset, vision, pros of. We all have the opportunity to learn. How does this apply to me? Yeah, In my
0: life absolutely. That's that's the you know I've heard that over and over again, is asking better questions of yourself right? That gets you out of your stuck states. And you've got to ask that question. One of the things that Richard Bandler, the developer of NLP said years ago, he goes, you can't, you cannot, it's impossible to move forward without failing. And that, but there's a thousand quotes by different people because only, and here's the reason why, because a lot of people hear that and they go, oh I don't want to fail. What does that mean? I don't get it. What am I, you can't take a step forward until you know where you've been. Because you don't know if the direction you're moving forward is the right one. Because then every time will be the first step. And success is not a bunch of small incremental results you produce. <laughs> Usually they're laden by massive failures in your past. And there's a, there's been plenty of studies about this too. In fact, I who was I just listening to the other day? Um Brian Tracy, famous NLP uh, yeah. famous trainer, he always said, statistically speaking, most millionaires have failed 17 times in business, in different businesses before they've succeeded.
1: I got to ask, is there like a base beyond behind this stat? Um, like, is there an actual study? Because I don't know. I don't know. I okay. don't know. It, so people uh, fail. Great right. question. We know and, that.
0: And, and we can always just what pick a number, right? I mean, if you failed three or four times and made it. That's great. Elon Musk says the same thing. You can't succeed without failing. He goes, SpaceX didn't start from me just developing, you know, a, a plan and, enge- and hiring a bunch of engineers. We've blown up a lot of rockets. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, right. just the way life is. Think about, and this is the, the analogy I use, never, ever Ever, like you were just saying before, Jackson, never take somebody's perspective on anything, not even mine. Because I only know my failures. I only know what works for me. But I'll give you an example. There's only three problems in life. Only three. Take a guess what they are. There's only three. I wouldn't dare. (laughs) Money. Okay. Right? Now, everything goes under that. Finance is anything, right? Relationships, relationships, right? Especially the relationship you have with yourself. And which I think is probably the most important is your health. Dalai Lama made a a great quote about this. He goes, Most people work their entire life for making money and striving for success and then spend all that money trying to recover their health at the end of their life. I think that's so sad, right? My grandfather always said years ago, he goes, Save 10% of your income and take care of your health. I didn't, I didn't know what the hell he meant. I had no idea, you know, 8, 10 years old. What, what does that mean? Now I completely get it. Invest 10% of your income and take care of your body so you have the energy so you can live the kind of life that you want to live. But, but coming back to your question, those three problems, that's all there are in life. That's it. Money, relationships, and health. Usually relationships in the beginning when you start forming relationships. Usually at 12, 13 years old, you get in your first relationship. So coming to your question is, how many of you have failed at a relationship before? Always. Yeah, sure. Right? I know there's actually a couple people, and my niece is one of them, that found her first boyfriend and married, and they have four kids, and they're very happy. That's like ridiculously rare. Ridiculous that you find the first boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. And you get married and live happily ever after. That just doesn't happen. Well, 99.9% of us, I'm sure they again. do. I'm yeah. sure they
1: have their challenges. There's
0: people yeah, there's people out there that hey, most of us we go through over and over and over again and we we think, we think it's them. We point the finger. And so it's it didn't work because of them. No, it didn't work because I believe you didn't choose the right person. And that's, that comes back to awareness and accepting responsibility. In fact, I was married 10 years ago, my very first wife, and it lasted 18 months, and I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew literally the day we were getting married, and I did it anyway. I don't know what, I could give you a thousand reasons, obligation, guilt, sure. blame, shame, whatever that was. But I knew that when I made the decision to leave that relationship, it was the best thing in my life. And until this day, people still ask me what happened, and I only say this, I like, go, it was my fault. It was my fault that relationship didn't work. I choose. I chose the wrong person. Simple as that.
1: Congrats on learning, and yeah. congrats on your five-year marriage too. Yeah,
0: that's exciting. You.
1: <laughs> I gotta ask again. What's your worst leadership experience ever, John?
0: Oh, so coming back to that is because of those three things in life. Most of it is not taking action, and for me, you know, you can call it. So we talked about at the very beginning. Regret, looking back, going, "Wow, I wish I would have done this." And the one thing. The one opportunity that I had, and I look back now and I kick myself, was to do a live TV show. And I said no. And the reason I said no, I I could beat myself up now over it. Because I, I felt at that time, at that time, I wasn't ready. And a lot of people will say the same thing about opportunities that face them. I'm just not ready. But here's the real challenge. You're never ready. (laughs) You're never ready, ever. Correct. You you just got to go for it. And you've got to learn, as we were just saying, you learn from the mistakes. And I look back now and go, wow, how much farther along would my business have been if I would have taken that opportunity, fallen on my butt, and learned from it? Perfect example you have interviewed people that probably are learning for the first time how to do podcasts, right? Hope, hopefully they learn going forward, right? Every experience is something that you can put into your tool belt, as we call it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've had some guests that get off the show and say, hey, man, I I wasn't sure if I had the confidence to do this live, Yeah, um, but I'm really grateful that I did. And I'm, yeah. I'm happy to hear that, um, you know, that people are, are able to put themselves out there, take this chance, um, yeah. you know, and knowing that I'm coming in again, not as a, as an endorsement, um, but as an interviewer um, really? that could make this process very difficult or, or hard with them at times. So it's, it takes a lot of vulnerability. I appreciate you acknowledging
0: that. No, dude, I, I know <clears throat> I, I, I've been, I've done hundreds of these over years and it's, it is, it's an art, it's an art to be a great host. It really is. It's not just asking questions. It's also mm-hmm. rebutting the question or rebutting the answer and really digging deeper into how your guest really replies and gives you the results that you want.
1: Definitely. Um, what's, your, what's your best leadership experience? What does that look like?
0: Uh, I touched on it a little bit. For me, there's nothing more powerful than watching someone right in front of me get that aha moment. As as one of my instructors used to say, he goes, you get that steam that's coming out of your ears like, whoa, yes, I get it, taking ownership of where they are. And the one thing that I love to do is I love to teach in person. That's why we do the live training still. I mean, COVID killed a lot of that, right? A lot of people went to Zoom. We still do live trainings. And I love it, sitting in front of somebody and actually watching their body. And their physiology and their language patterns change right in front of themselves as well as me. And, and one of the things I'll reiterate again, when I was teaching the U.S. Army counterintelligence teams lie detection skills, one of the best compliments I got was this. One of the guys that, was with, that I was working with said, we, we, we always pair up students together and say, practice this on someone right now in front of you so that when you go out into the real world, you already have that skill built in. Right. And that's that's what you really want to do. Practice, practice, practice. And you can go back to, you know, Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods and so many athletes. Michael Jordan, used to say, I practice in my head 45 minutes before every single game, how the game is going to go. Tiger Woods said the same thing. I just saw a football player just yesterday say that about one of the the Super Bowl plays. He goes, we watch films and we, we pretend that this is how the game unravels. Practice, practice, practice. And I love seeing. Those faces right in front of me getting this information. So when one of the counterintelligent team members, he said, my God, John, I when I was practicing on one of the other guys, I could tell he was lying because the hair was standing up on the back of his head. Now, I, I'm not going to get into, as you were just saying, there, there's there's ways that we can understand how people and how their body changes in that. And that's really what NLP is about is understand the physiology and how the brain and body work together to produce results. And for me to answer that question again, is the best experience is to have it right in front of you. When somebody gets that aha moment and, and you know this too, from doing what you do, it's like all the work that you've done, everything that you've practiced, everything that you've learned, all the failures, all the mistakes, all the successes come crashing into one another and go, This is what it was designed to do. This is why I'm here. This is why I've taken this path in life. And it gives you what we call an NLP evidence procedure. You have evidence that it's working and you're doing what you're meant to do.
1: Absolutely. So if this was the last chance you had to share a powerful lesson with visionaries, what powerful lesson Kind of yeah. from yeah. experience.
0: you know, you were talking about business and business success before, and I don't know if any of your listeners have ever seen the show The Profit. It's with Marcus Lemonis, and he goes in and he fixes small businesses. Every single one of them, every single business owner starts out with the problems that they have are always outside of themselves. He he talks about the three Ps: product, process, and people. Product process and people. You need to fix all three of them to work for any business. But he says, the biggest challenge is the people. And it's usually the CEO or the owner. And one thing I found working with a lot of companies like this too is, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of this as well as a business owner. We want to control everything. We, we want to control every little aspect of our business and it gets in our way. Rather than allowing somebody that's better, that's one of the things Think and Grow Rich talks about in the book, is delegating responsibility to other people and letting the best. In fact, that's whether you like them or not. It's one thing Donald Trump talks about. It's one of the Elon Musk talks about. Hire the best people. Surround yourself with the best people. That's the key. You don't know everything, and you can't know everything, and you can't spend that much time knowing and learning and then executing everything. Right. Yeah. So for me, the one thing that I the, the one literally the one thing, and, and that's why I'm writing this new book, is learning about state management. Because here it is, folks. Life is only one thing. It's the decisions that you make. That's it. You make decisions. It shapes your life. You make a decision. You move in this direction. You make a decision. Every decision then. It's precursor is the emotional state you are in when you're making that decision. It's one of the things I ask class. I say, look, if you're in a negative, crappy, crumpy, icky state, are you going to make a positive decision? No, of course not. If you're in a positive, empowering state, are you going to make a more effective decision? Absolutely. Control your emotions, control, and master your life. It's that simple. State management. I can give you an exercise. Nice.
1: Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
0: Whenever you're in a negative state, and it doesn't matter what it is, you can label it however you choose, right? It could be just a icky state. I'm just in a pissed off state, I'm frustrated. Hey, I've worked with people that have wanted to commit suicide as well, taken to the extreme. You've got to change your emotional state. And there's only one way that you can do that, leading into this, is you got to take control of your body because your body from the amygdala is producing these negative and positive feelings you've got to take control of the body because those are just they're meaningless emotions because what i say to you in one moment could trigger somebody else in another moment the meaning that they place on it, the emotion they place on it right. So you've got to get that you got to get that feeling out of your body here's how you do it whenever you're in a negative state you got to realize again awareness is oh you got to shake it off that means Stand up, move around, throw your shoulders back, take a huge deep breath, maybe do it three times, get that negative feeling out of your body, and then immediately ask yourself this question, what do I want instead? What do I want instead? Because the unconscious mind runs 90% of you, and it loves you so much, it wants to give you the answer. So if you ask a better question of yourself, what do I want instead, maybe your unconscious mind will just answer, you know what, maybe just calm and relaxation. Or you know what, maybe you need to take control of the situation. Or hey, maybe you need to speak out. Maybe you just to speak your heart, speak your mind, communicate more effectively. When you're able to, in that emotional state, ask better questions, you can take responsibility and take action based on that specific result.
1: Okay, Um, so one of the things that you mentioned earlier um, a couple of times, uh, you said the word we Um, said some of the things that we are still doing, still doing events in person. Um,
0: Who's we? Well, the the, the people that I surround myself with. Right. I've got a V.A. My wife actually helps at some of the live events. Uh, I have a coach. Actually, I have probably three coaches that I work with that we're on the same page with. Because I believe that really, again, we've talked about before about success. You can't do it on your own. Surround yourself with people that are like minded, have the same energy as you were just saying to one of your VAs before that have the same vision and are willing to be and stay committed to your project, to your vision. And, And one of the things I want to congratulate you on is your water project. Absolutely. Probably the most important thing in life, right, is water. And besides air,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hard to argue against those.
0: <laughs> We're always going to have air. That's easy to find. But to, water is not so easy.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, appreciate that, and I'm grateful for what the water project's up to. I, I can't call it mine, but I know what, I know what you meant by that. That's okay. um, yeah. I okay. find myself doing that too, and I want to take ownership of the opportunity. Um yeah. Right to to give back. So, um, it is a great one. Um, yeah. so you got you got a virtual assistant. Um, you've got one to three coaches and then your wife, she's also involved in your operation. In addition to she's working in say
0: involved, but she helps when I, when I ask, you know, because she works at the hospital, you know, 15, 16 hour days, sometimes, you know, three to four days a week, she's very busy, but if I'm having a live event, she'll usually show up. She'll bring lunch for some of the students. She'll bring things I need. She'll sit in class. She'll answer questions if somebody has any question and that's supporting me right? Yeah. That's supporting me. That, and that's, I don't need her to be involved in doing the work. I need her supporting me emotionally, physically, mentally, right? Spiritually oh. in that way.
1: Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> all right. So controlling emotions, mastering your life. Um, what's what's something else you want to share in relation to, uh, to that process?
0: One of the things that I get asked probably all the time, and even as a fitness trainer 30, 40 years ago, How do I start, right? Some people, even though they know how to lose weight, eat right, exercise, not it's not brain surgery. Although they need the push, they need the support, they need the little bit of information. And so one of the things I tell my clients and my coaching clients is this, the one thing that you have control over, the one thing that you have control over is your language. And it starts with the internal language, how you talk to yourself. And in that seven email free lesson i'll be giving the i'll give you the url in a moment it starts off with obviously becoming aware is one of the things we were talking about but here's the biggest challenge in life if you're talking to yourself in a negative state most of the time 95 maybe even 51% of the time you're going to move in that direction so here's three words three simple words that you can change in your everyday language the word but stop using the word but it's called a negation, it negates everything that came before. I'll give you an example. Jackson, I'm so proud and so honored to be here on your podcast, but you don't even care what comes after that. All you all your brain heard was the negation, going, Oh my god. Yeah, and it's this negative feeling. It comes so to we that say, Yes, we say use the word and it's a cause, it's called a causal linkage. It links the two thoughts. Mm. Jackson, I love this podcast. I'm so honored to be here. And I hope that maybe we can work together later on in the future. Yeah. Cause the linkage. Second word, try. I love this one. Try. Get rid of that word completely from your vocabulary. There is no such thing as try. You've heard in Star Wars, Yoda says, there is no try, only do or don't. Mm -hmm. In NLP, we say, trying is excusing failure in advance. It'd be like you asking me, hey, you want to come on the podcast? I go, oh man, I yeah, I, I definitely will try. Yeah. You know I'm not
1: gonna no commitment.
0: You guys wanna you wanna try to come to the, you wanna go. I got a party going on. You wanna come Saturday night? I'll try to make it. You're not gonna make it. You already know in advance. So you trans transmute that word from out of your system to I will or won't. Yeah. And the third word, real powerful, is the word problem. When we say problem to ourselves and other people. To the unconscious mind, which develops a feeling, it gets this feeling of, almost it's almost insurmountable. It's a problem. Change it to the word challenge. That was really weird for me. My coach, my first NLP trainer said, you use the word problem a lot, John. I go, yeah, doesn't everyone? <laughs> right? Universal qualifier, like everybody does. Mm. Start, start using the word challenge. He goes, it's like a speed bump in your mind. It doesn't feel so big. Right? So, but try and problem start there start there if you're looking for answers in anything whether it be your business your relationship your finances start there change your inner dialogue
1: i love it when we uh work on the inner um it's amazing what can happen with our our outer um the word problem shifting towards challenge i'm a huge fan uh, of, of that opportunity and that's the other word that i like to use Um, is opportunity. Um, We often see some of our our opportunities (laughs) as our greatest problems. When in reality, they're our greatest
0: uh,
1: learning adventures. Greatest chances (laughs) to improve our life. So this is awesome. Uh, Those of you who are listening in, if you want to learn more about Dr. John James Santangelo, 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 then uh, (laughs) make sure to check out the links that are in the, the landing page. Of course, you're welcome to drop comments with questions um anything that that you'd like to contribute as well don't hesitate to do so in the comments we'll make sure that we get him tagged on that also if you have your own vision that you'd like to share then don't hesitate to reach out we've got a button on the page that says be our guest and we'd be happy to to hear your vision and see what you're up to and how you're helping out people in this Mm -hmm. world and john thanks for being here today
0: buddy you are awesome thank you for what you do i really appreciate it and again i'm honored to be here